Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life. Ann Harder here, and today we are going to talk about a legend. And that is a show that is happening in Salado, the village of Salado. And here to talk about it is a legend herself, Jackie Mills from Salado. Jackie, it's so good to have you here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Now, we've met before. I, I, anybody that knows me knows Salado is my happy place. I love the village of Salado. I love to just go there and do some shopping or whatever. was so concerned when kind of the hard times happened with the road construction and I know you lived through <laughs> you lived through all that but what we're here to talk about is the legends of Salido which is the fabulous show that is put on every summer for the past 30 years 30 years this is a this <laughs> is a, a milestone and uh, and Jackie you wrote it so let's let's get right to it this uh, this wonderful show first of all would you have anticipated when you put pen to paper three decades ago or more um that here this many years later it'd still be it'd still be staging this show with more than 100 people involved i wrote it for 45 people but we've never had just 45 people i think it's up to about 114 now in the cast and crew and all the workers so it's it has grown and at first um People would come to me and say, my grandmother and grandfather helped settle Salado, and and I'd like to be in the play, too. And I said, okay, what's your name? And and I'll write you one line in the play. And uh, pretty soon, that happened so many times that the director came to me and said, Jackie, I don't think you better write any more (laughs) one-liners. This play's going to last three days if we don't watch out, so... So I had to quit doing that. But uh, it, it did, people wanted to be in it. And because their relatives had helped settle Salado. Yeah, yeah. So it was my pleasure to write a one-liner. <laughs> well, it, it's such a, a beautiful community. And it does have a storied history. But I think what's really significant for, for folks to know is that uh, this has been recognized by the Library of Congress as the official record of life in the 1800s and that's a pretty significant thing how did how did all that come about that your play would be recognized by the library of congress well because so many people had seen it yeah it it didn't happen all at once but after a while well well let me give you an example um my cousin was visiting me from from san antonio and so i didn't sit on the back row I sat in the middle with Patricia, and 
and there were two men sitting in front of us. One of them was an elderly man, and the other one was a young man with a white cowboy hat on. And so you had to look around so you could see past that white cowboy hat. But the elderly man was telling the younger man everything that was going to happen and and the whole story. And I couldn't watch the show for watching, you know, what was going on in front of me. And so at intermission, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, I I think you've seen this show before. And he said, 16 times. (laughs) And I was so shocked. Has he been in the show? No. (laughs) No, he hadn't been in? No. And I, I thought, well, you know, I don't know that my husband would want to go to a show 16 times. He must have had a wife that made him come, you yeah. know, in the first place. But he was he was so enthused in telling this young man about everything that was going to happen. He must have liked it. So I think that's how word got around. I've thought back on it. I, I didn't even, I was so shocked that I didn't even ask him where he was from or, or his I mean, you, name. You, you don't know that, that he was from the Salado area or not? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh-uh. And we have a lot of people from San Antonio, Waco, Clear. There are 12 entry points all through Texas, and people come into Texas from those entry points. Mm-hmm. And so... There is information in magazines that are placed in those entry points, so they know to come in. So we get a lot of uh, a lot, lot of, of people, a lot of lot of tourists. Tu- tourists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Salado is just such a lovely place to go just to spend a spend some time. Anyway, um, when you were when you were writing it, were were there certain aspects of the history of um, of Salado that you, you know you knew? I've just we've got to have that in there. Oh, yes. Yes, there were. Uh, I love to research, and uh, I have to make myself quit researching and start writing. <laughs> but it was it was very entertaining for me to read all about the history of Salado in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. And, and there were many things that I did put in there. And I tried to write it in how people spoke just before the Civil War and during the Civil War. So, so it was the, the authentic, authenticity of the time period. The speech, too, yes, the speech. and what words that were used. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then some of the Civil War scenes I actually took from relatives writing letters mm-hmm. uh, back from the war, and I had all those letters from the Civil War. So I used them. And then, particularly of course, for speech patterns and so mm-hmm. forth, that's that's really where you get that. And Sam Houston, you know, visited Salado. Yes, he did. He yeah, he made a speech. I think from the he made several speeches right and, there from the stagecoach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I took all the speeches that he had made, uh-huh. researched them, and wrote one speech. I yeah. couldn't. I didn't have the time. I'd used up a lot of time on those one-liners, so I, I had to be. <laughs> Very careful about careful. how many times Sam Houston spoke too, <laughs> right? Well, so so what exactly is the time span? We, we, we will see in this show, just before the Civil War. Before the Civil War, um, say a year before the Civil War, during the Civil War, 
uh, the battle scenes, what was going on at home, and then coming back to devastation. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no industry. Only the cattle drives brought in industry. Which, yeah, that, of course, the Chisholm Trail, mm-hmm. right through Salado. And back there in Salado Creek, I love telling this story. You can still see the wagon ruts from when they would travel in the creek bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when they started the railroad, you know, there, there, there was there's a hill there in Salado that mm-hmm. they planned for the railroad to come through there. It didn't happen, mm. but the land was prepared for it, and it's it's still prepared. Still for prepared it. for <laughs> we it. Yeah. Still, but yeah. um, so it's there's a lot of history there, mm-hmm. and and it's so much fun to read about it. Yeah, and then to. I hate to sharpen it, and but you've got to stop somewhere. That's right. It's a show. So let's talk about the venue now. Tell me where where is this staged? Uh, the amphitheater is on <coughs> Royal Street, mm-hmm. which is only about two blocks from downtown. Okay. So it's um, uh, kind of behind where the Salado Glass Works is in that section of town. Uh huh. Where mm-hmm. the Stagecoach Inn is, mm-hmm. and right. uh, the Stagecoach Inn was, of course, there, right at the time. Right. Because yes, and they've they've gone back to the original name, Shady Villa Hotel. That's be- <laughs> right. And in the play, we don't call it the we didn't call it the Stagecoach Inn. No, I named it the Villa the. Uh, the a shady Villa. Shady just Villa. Like it and was so, named yeah, Inn. and so now it is the Shady Villa Inn, but still the Stagecoach Inn restaurant. Yes. That kept that name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that uh, homage to history that uh, just recently happened within the last year or so. Uh, so, h- how many people can come to, uh, I mean, how big is the venue for, for your um, well, the, um, spectators? Well, the amphitheater will sit seat about 600 people 600 wow it's huge so um of course when when i when i said i would take over table rock amphitheater uh it was being it was being used by the village artists and i would go over there and we a whole bunch of us artists would get together and on a certain day of every month and go over there and paint and gossip and have fun <laughs> but it was uh then i i met the people that that had originally built the amphitheater and the good nights a very famous name yeah in history as in too. the good night loving trail mm-hmm. yep so and and it seems like all the good nights are related mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i think i took over Probably in ninety in ninety one nineteen ninety one, <clears throat> and it took me about nine months to write the play, do the research, mm-hmm. and write the play. Um, and it was it was uh, at the same time as I was writing the play, I realized how much we needed. We needed sets. We needed. Costumes. We need right. Putting on a show is not inexpensive. No. And when I took over, there was only a dollar and thirty-four cents in the 
in the bank of Table Rock. Wow. So um, it, it, we really had to start, oh, advertising. There was that, too. Mm-hmm. And, and doing so many of the other things that most of the time when I was writing plays, I just wrote them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to worry about costumes and no. and the words and it was yeah it was different yeah but you say you've got more than a hundred people in the cast and crew mm-hmm. and and you've also kind of worked it to where there's a, a scholarship that has been yes. set up tell me about that if you would Jackie well the first scholarship that we gave was from the first play in 1993 mm-hmm. and uh $250. That's all we could spare. $250. And the young man that received that was very grateful. I'm sure. And then every year we had a little bit more and a little bit more. And to date, we have given away about $200,000. Oh my goodness. So it's been um it's been very it's been lucrative yet in a it's a 501c3 organization. Correct. Nobody gets paid. Right. I don't get paid for writing the it's plays. It's all volunteer, yeah. Hey, all volunteer. But as you say, there's expenses involved with putting on any kind of a show. and Right. Yeah. So it's, um, it's not an easy task, but it's so fulfilling. Yeah. And, and you get to watch kids. In the past 30 years, I've watched many a child grow up. <laughs> I know you have. I know you've probably got repeated generations now being involved and with teaching the show. young girls. Well, for eleven years, I taught the fourth graders in town how to write their own play. Oh, good! And um, and they made about three or four thousand dollars a year for their high school senior trip. So that was, and I still have those kids that come back to me. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's good to see them. Good oh, to see them again. That's great. I, I have friends that from Waco that would appear in Salado Legend show. Uh, Dale and Anita Allen. I know you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. You know them. Of course, Anita has has gone on, but um, yeah, I know they loved doing that show. Oh yeah. And so I know you have a lot of performers that, and both of them played many parts. Uh, right. The exactly. Play. They were different. Different. It parts. wasn't the same thing every year. Yeah. Right. Well, so uh, I, I presume you have, you know, a kind of a core group of folks that you you can count on every year that are going to help do what needs to be done to get things in motion. When do you start rehearsals? Usually it's the first part of June. Uh-huh. So we, we usually have almost two months to get it. Okay. Ready to play. And uh, so you're... you're Performances are going to be uh, in July, right? In August? The It's always the last two Saturdays in July and the first Saturday in August. There you go. So th- it's only three shows. Mm-hmm. And how, how can folks get tickets? Well, you can go to the newspaper, the Temple Telegram, and uh, they have it advertised. And you can buy your ticket through that. And you don't have to before you get there. Or you can buy it... Um, when you get to the show mm-hmm. and buy thin, but a catered meal is usually served in the our park. Uh, also, uh, I I was instrumental in getting the Texas Parks and Wildlife interested in in the area, and they 
built a half mile long walking trail through it's a, a huge area. area of property mm-hmm. that's involved there. It's about in it's almost fourteen acres. Yeah, it's huge. And when when I took it over, it was seven. Uh huh. And uh, so we've gained a few acres over the thirty years. Yeah. <clears throat> but that that brought in another aspect of making money to continue keeping the amphitheater in good repair. Right. As is the walking trail, I wondered, well, it's great for people to just to come and, and take a walk through the half-mile-long walking trail, but we need to make some money on it, too, yeah. to upkeep, because we've got to cut those, do a little gardening around uh, there, sure. too. Sure, yeah. And um, so I had belonged to the Institute of Outdoor Drama, and I knew people there, mm-hmm. and it was it was stationed or anchored at the University of North Carolina, and so I went back to them and asked them for help, and um, and they did give me help at first, and then they said, "Well, we need you on the board." I said, "I'm here to learn." I, you know. <laughs> And they said, "No, you'll learn. You'll learn a lot more by being on our board." There you go. And which was true. I I did. I learned a lot, but that helped us get grants, and it helped us get the walking trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then going to the outdoor dramas for annual meetings brought me in contact with a lot of writers. And songwriters, and I had written all most of the songs for Salada Legends too. Mm-hmm. So consequently, it was very broadening to be on that board. And but I learned a lot from the from the people that we had conferences at their headquarters and saw mm-hmm. their plays mm-hmm. all over the United States. I was going to say it's kind of a hallmark. Of, of small towns to have an outdoor drama or have a drama kind of depicting their history, a way to keep that history alive. I think it's wonderful. Um, the oldest one, I think, in the United States is Ramona in California. Uh-huh. And it was written, um, the author had written a book, and it was not being well sold. And so the theme behind the book was an Indian theme Mm -hmm. and she couldn't get that over. So she thought, well, I'll just, I'll just turn it into a play. And she did so. And then all of the actors close to there in Hollywood wanted to be in the play. Wow. Yeah. And this was a wonderful amphitheater, no seats. You sat on a blanket on the hilltop, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was the oldest and I think that's almost a hundred years old. Now. I'm going to so continually running, huh? Yeah, I'll, that is that is really cool. That's cool. But thirty years for Salado Legends, which is just so exciting um, to even say, and uh, it's just delightful to get to to speak to the woman who wrote this uh, this wonderful show. So, um, what times do they are your performances? You just have in the evening because it's outside and right. a little hot in Texas. <laughs> That's right. And 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 the scenery and the wagons and the horses and the carriage and 
And all of the hot, hot costumes, too. I was going to say, the, the costumes, when you think of that time period, long sleeves and high necks and mm-hmm. hoop skirts and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. So it, it, um, it takes a lot. I found out how the soldiers in the wool oh. uniforms made it and how they didn't just pass out. With how, yeah. But uh, because they were running and, you know, people are seated and it's much cooler. But they're, the soldiers are running and mm. doing battle and they take crushed ice and wrap it up in like a dish towel and tie it around their middle. Yeah, that helps to... Underneath their costume. Helps to cool them off. Yeah. <laughs> that necessity, the <laughs> mother of invention. Yeah. Um, well, this this really is, it's wonderful that what you've been able to do. And, and Salado is so historic, and there's so many wonderful stories. When my granddaughters come for a visit, in fact, they will be here across those weekends. So I think oh, we're, we've got a family trip plan to a Salado so my girls can can see uh, but I uh, I showed them the the um, mermaid statue and uh, of course have the book that I would read them the story the legend of the mermaid I mean there are just so many wonderful aspects to to the history of Salado I brought you one of my books oh did you uh-huh. oh thank you so you can have your own. Okay. Oh, that's that's delightful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm really excited about it and um, looking forward to seeing the show this year. Is there anything particular in this production? Since obviously you're in you're in rehearsals, um, that we need to look for. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of anything that is special this year. Uh, above. Any other year, mm-hmm. um, every year we have some of the old people that have been there for 30 years, and then we have new people coming in too. And one family, there are three generations of their family in oh. Legends. So um, That's special. And and a lot of them come, and, and that's their summer entertainment. Right, right, right. Well, I'll look for the gentleman, see if he's... Seeing it for the twentieth time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, it's quite an experience, and yeah. I hope you will come and bring the girls. Oh, listen, right, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I just think this is great. Of course, they already know how much I love Salado, and at the same visit. time that this Salado Legends was going on, I was also helping the fourth graders, and I also was an alderman for the city of Salado. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was uh, wearing a lot of hats, a, but every everything that that I was doing was helping with the new songs that I'd be writing for the mm-hmm. new people that come in and came in and had wonderful voices. Yeah, yeah. So it, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're continually retooling and mm-hmm. and adding, adding to taking things out, editing and so forth of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that, this is great. And so you say folks can go on the Temple Daily Telegram yes. website, I guess, to, to purchase tickets. Yes. That's correct. probably the best mm-hmm. best plan. Is it just open seating or are they reserve seats? Uh, no, it's open seating. Okay. And any place <clears throat> that it used to be like a Greek theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Fort Hood gave us some old seating that they had. 
and uh, my my husband was an engineer, civil engineer, and so we accepted those old seats and and he put them in, and he built several of the buildings, designed and built some of the buildings mm-hmm. that we needed to. So you have some permanent and permanent buildings there uh-huh. as well, and permanent chairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I'm I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to the see the legends of Salido coming up. Um, and again, those dates are when? That's July the twenty second, July the 29th, mm-hmm. and August the fifth. Okay, very good. Dinner is at about seven thirty, and then the show begins at eight fifteen. Excellent. All right, Jackie. I like to end these little visits with a little questionnaire similar to the one that the late great James Lipton would use on Inside the Actor's Studio and this is my take on it so I'll ask you what is your favorite word as a wordsmith my favorite roles no word a word my what is my favorite word mm-hmm. you have a favorite word <clears throat> well not that are in the play no, just okay. Just, yeah, just okay. Yeah. I just learned how to spell ratatouille. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> and I, I had a friend who brought some vegetables over to me, uh-huh. and uh, she and I were on the tourism board for many years. And uh, she said, I, "I've got too many vegetables. Would you would you take some of them?" Some and pretty I said, good squash, oh, I bet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I said, "Oh yes, thank you." And so. Um, my son-in-law was retiring from work, and uh, so we were having a family dinner. So I made a big pan of ratatouille with all of the garden vegetables, mm. and uh, and then when I wrote to them a thank you note for the vegetables, I I said, you know, what I did with all the vegetables is I made a big pot of ratatouille. I thought. How do you spell that? How do you spell that? <laughs> it's, it's one of those French words. <laughs> okay, do you have a least favorite word? Word, you just... Uh, yeah, no, I can't. That's my least favorite yeah. word. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that a lot. What turns you on creatively or spiritually or emotionally? What, you know, what kind of gets your, get your engine running? Oh, reading something that that I really did like when I'm researching uh-huh. and and how to turn that into the play. Yeah. And and so that it's done well, very quietly. It doesn't just hit you in the face. Right. But it's done over and you can see it coming on. And uh so maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Well, when I have to fold clothes out of the dryer. <laughs> there you go. Folding or wash clothes. dishes. <laughs> right. I get that. What sound do you love the most? What sounds? Mm-hmm. Music. Yeah. And and a lot of the music, um, I, I write a lot of poems. And poetry has meant a lot to me through the years. And so I take those songs, those old songs, and turn them into to 
well, the old poems and turn them into a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's fun. But um, but I don't play any instruments, mm-hmm. so uh, I have to get somebody else to help me put sure. the sound in. Mm-hmm. And one day I got a telephone call from one of the young. Um, kids. He was just a kid. I think he was about 25. And he was putting the sound to some songs for me. And uh, he said, I don't know exactly what you want here. And he was in a wheelchair. And it was hard for him to get out. So I grabbed, I said, I'll be right there. And I grabbed a basketball. And I went over and knocked on the door and walked in. And I said, this is what I want. Meet me tonight at Table Rock. He said, got it. <laughs> I, he was marvelous. Yeah. He was marvelous. Yeah. With just that, he put the song together. He put the music to the song. Oh, man. That, that, that's amazing. Is there a sound you just hate? Don't, don't want to hear that. Oh. <clears throat> well, there was a sound the other night at rehearsal. <laughs> and one of the girls screamed. Oh. And and we all turned around, you know, what's wrong? Yeah. And there was a big, oh, it was some kind of a bug. Oh gosh. That would that had landed on her head. Oh. And and she was she was oh, her and heart. trying to get that bug. Yes. Yeah. That's a sound <laughs> okay. I don't like. Yeah, right. I don't like it. What other profession would you like to have tried? Is there something that you well, for many years, I I worked for the government mm-hmm. and as an accountant, and so uh, I've had that, and I've been a mother twice, and I loved that. Yeah, and um, I I don't know what else I want to be. Okay. I haven't even thought of. I haven't had time. Okay, yeah, you've been you've been busy <laughs> with a play. What what job or profession do you know you would not want to try? Thanks, but no thanks. Oh gosh, I don't know. On when I was <clears throat> when I was an alderman, <clears throat> I was I was put in charge of the city streets. Yeah, and potholes and ordering all the material to fix the streets mm-hmm. because at Table Rock. I had the room to store all of the gravel and the pea gravel and the sand. Right. And so I didn't realize when I said, yes, I'd do that, (laughs) that I also had to lead those big trucks in that had brought all of the gravel. And I'd be ready to go to a meeting in high heels and lipstick, and I was leading these huge trucks in to bring (laughs) gravel. That's so funny. You you mentioned you served uh, as alderman or city... uh, council there i interviewed a couple of ladies and that was one of the things they said they would not want to do is to be <laughs> on the city council so that's so funny this is, this is just a delight um so one final question when you arrive at the pearly gates what do you want to hear god say to you welcome <laughs> yep well i tell you what it is just a delight to hear the story behind the Legends of Salado show that is coming up the last two weekends in July, the first weekend in August. 
there at the amphitheater in the village of Salado. And uh, don't miss it. It's going to be, in fact, see it year after year after year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jackie Mills. Thank you for your talent and for your willingness to share some time with us here today. Thank you, Anne. And thank you for joining us. And we'll see you again next time on Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. This has been a Rogue Media Network 